All right, welcome back. It's Develop Your Potential. I'm your host, Ponji Sunday, and it's MLK Week, right? Should be celebrated every day, in my opinion. But in honor of that, why not do an extra episode talking about diversity, living with people that are completely different, probably different color, different mindset um, than you. So I invited my good friends, Pete Lisi, the guy that was on last time, and a good friend of mine, Andy Kramer. As promised, I told you we're going to find you, Andy. We're going to bring you back. So um, we did it. We found him, caught him, and we brought him. And we're about to talk. Um, so, you know, 2020 happened. It was 2019. Had a great conversation with Andy. And we were able to sit down. And I kind of shared with him a lot of stuff that, you know, was gone unsaid. And I never really share my side of the story as a black person living in a community that is predominantly white. Um, but, you know, as we get, we, got, we kept on talking, it was really apparent that, you know, a lot of people live in a community that all they know is what they know, right? All you know is what you know. There's, and I can say it both ways for many things, right? Um, all you know is what you know. And just conversing kind of opened my eyes to share more with other people. And I was lucky enough, Andy invited me to come and share with some people. And grateful for doing that because it helped push the conversation with other people that I will usually never do. So with that being said, Andy Kramer, Pete Lisi, it is Develop Your Potential. And I'm your host, Ponji Sunday. And let's get it going. Let's have a good podcast. All right. Let's go. All right. Like I said, welcome to Develop Your Potential. And we have two individuals. One we have heard from. The other one is Neil. New guy, he's the new guy. Um, like I said earlier, talking about just having a conversation about diversity. Um, just talking about each other's story and just kind of diving into it and just sharing some. Hopefully, we can add some value to whoever is listening to this. I don't know if there's anybody listening from Coldwater. I there is one. I know one. Yes, I know one too. Give me initials. No, mine's CD. CD? Yeah. Huh? Cricket. Really? Yeah, she told me she heard us. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Cricket, if you're listening here. Cricket, if you're listening. (laughs) Uh, But, hey, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. Pete. Well, uh, uh, we'll start with Andy. I was going to say, start with Andy. You've already heard. We'll start with Andy. Just introduce yourself. You don't got to do anything fancy. Sure. I'm Andy Kramer here, uh, born and raised here in Coldwater, Ohio. Um, I have a, a wife, Teresa, five crazy monsters of children that I love dearly. Um, 
work in the insurance industry and um, just here to chat. Mm -hmm. and, welcome yeah. back. Thanks. It's, you know, for those who don't know, I'm Pete Lisi and school teacher, track coach, friend of Ponji. Hand model. Hand model. <laughs> I got a face for podcasts. He's got a face for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, like I said, uh, sitting here just chatting, having a conversation. Um, I know 2020 has taught me a lot of things. One of them is basically getting out of my comfort zone and just having a conversation with people. Um like I said earlier, Andy gave me an opportunity to speak to people, which opened another door for me to actually have more conversations with people. I appreciate that because, yeah. you know, in the past, I was not open to doing that, having that conversation with anybody. So um, just get a perspective from you guys. What are you guys' thought on, you know, everything that happened? And, you know, you can start. I don't care. Andy can start. You can start. It don't matter to me. Andy, you go ahead. Yeah, I think, you, you know, for, for me – you know, obviously from the outside looking in, I think, you know, where we come from, you know, in a predominantly white culture, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in Midwest, um, you know, part of the country, um, 2020 for me really was like a roller coaster because, you know, I was going kind of to each side mm -hmm. back and forth. You know, I, I, I have what I know. Or, yep. or at least what I what I what I think I know. Yep. And then I'm trying to apply, you know, a different way of looking at things. You know, from, you know, is it is is the 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 race war or or the issues that we see? You know, all I really saw of it was what I see, saw on television. You yep. know, it was in a movie or, yep. you know, things that you would really see every now and then. But you know, we never really experienced it just because we didn't really have it. At least what I thought. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was, you know, it's like a city problem. You know? <laughs> and there, there's so many different ways to look at it, though, too, because, you know, Ponji, you and I have had the conversation that, you know, when I was uh, in, in high school or, you know, even shortly after, you know, nobody ever pulled any punches, you know, when it was talking about, you know, the black guys, this, the white guys, this, you know, there was there was jokes, there was um I think more on the stereotype. Yeah. Not not a personal, you know, person, but um, you know, having that experience and then seeing and talking and listening more than anything to the struggles that the people went through, it was just like, wow, this is it's a big deal. You know, there's a lot yeah. I think that people just shoved under the rug for, for so many years. Hey. I you know, I, I knew we were gonna talk about this, of course, all day long. I'm sitting there going, oh, oh how 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 do we talk about this and the first thing that came to my mind was the idea that especially around here i think there's i think there's a lot of white people that have a black friend and because they've tipped their toe mm. into the world of mm -hmm. their black friend yep. they think they understand everything <laughs> and, and, and and vice versa i yep. mean we, we can see that happen the other direction absolutely too. and so you know, it wasn't until you came to church that one day and you you spoke on this that really got me thinking what it is that what it is to live in another person's world and not truly understand what that person's going through. And and I think that we could we could take this and we could look at it in the, the microcosm of race 
We could look at as gender identity. We could look at a social economics. We could look at under any, any yep. like lens. Mm -hmm. But I think what it comes down to is um, us truly not understanding what people are going through that are, that come from something else into mm -hmm. this. And this is a totally different world. Yeah. Um, we talked about it so many times for kids that were going off uh, into school that were seniors is the guys you live in a bubble. This is a bubble. And I just want you to be prepared that not everywhere was like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if they, if they went prepared with that kind of mentality, I think they were tend to be more successful in understanding. And that's a, that's a great point. And I like the way you put it. Andy. you just like, what you know is what you know. Right. And like you said, there's both sides to it. Right. Like I always told you the story of my friend who was from Chicago you know, came to a small town, predominantly white, track team, all predominantly white, right? And he just had trust issues with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Same thing could happen to anybody as well. Mm -hmm. But then also I've been in the situation growing up in Iowa City, my high school was pretty diverse. And you have a group of, have one group of kids that, you know, their lifestyle is, you know, they live on a golf course, they have a nice big house. Mm -hmm. And then you have other kids that are their parents, black kids that their parents are also pretty well off that live in that around that area. Those kids mash together. And then you have other kids that are struggling, right? And you have other kids that are either black or white. They're struggling. They live in the same area. They understand each other really well. And just seeing those two dynamics try to come together is like, man, there's so much difference because this group does not understand this this yeah. person. So it's like trying to figure out, okay, you know, uh, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to go through. But for me, I think 2020, what has really made me really think about it is trying to see things from both perspective and not just kind of just the saying, you know what you know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I live in it and all that, but in order for me to help other people understand is I have to put myself in their shoe as well. So... Um, for me, it's like, okay, I have to bring myself even in our marriage, right? We can even put that in, in our marriage in order for myself, myself and my wife, completely from different background. I'm from across the sea. She's from here. And she's from across the streets. <laughs> <laughs> right. And in order for, for us to have good communication, not just race, but just for our kids, I have to understand that the way I was brought up is completely different from the way she was brought up. Mm -hmm. So the way she will react to certain things in our home, how our kids is behaving will be completely different. I shared this in Bible study with Eric. I'm like, there's a love for that mothers have. My daughter might be walking off the couch and I'm sitting there going, why do you do that? Like, you're going to fall. You can fall on your face. And my wife is already halfway trying to catch her. That's just two different perspectives, right? But um, but to just kind of keep keep going on the conversation, you know, for you guys, you know, being growing up here, um, and you know, I know you were probably you saw this a little bit more going to college. Yeah, a little bit. What was your experience like? And then Andy, we can come back to you and just kind of share your experience with other race or just. Mm hmm. Well, I guess what it came down to is, you know, um, being in sports up in college, 
I got to interact with a lot of different people. Um, I got mm-hmm. to interact with a seven foot, 350 pound uh, center for the basketball team, AKA Big Papa, who was from Brooklyn, you know, coming <laughs> to Bowling Green State University. And um, just to show, I think it always starts with respect. It's like, you know, you walk up, you like, what's up, man? You know, and then, of course, he was on our floor and he got to see us. And Kirk Cowan was another gentleman. Um, he was actually from Jamaica originally. And so the, these two guys, I, I could see them from across the the, the quad. And they'd be like, Pistol, <laughs> like Big Papa. You know, it, it, I, I think it came down to it was it was an interaction that you wanted to have and that you by wanting to have it, you just kind of came in with no expectations and just respect. And, and I wasn't going to put them at, you know, I wasn't going to peg them in a certain place and they weren't going to peg me in a certain yeah. place. Um, so yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty cool. And then of course, then, you know, largely, you you probably know when you get to a track team, sprinters tend to be yep. our, our black athletes and our distance runners tend to be our white athletes, yep. you know, it just happened to be that way. Yep. So um, I had a very unique perspective because when I first got there, I, I started out in fall track. So I worked out with all these guys. And then when we came together in indoor track, the cross country runners, our distance runners came in and you could see almost like this divide. And I was in the middle because mm-hmm. I was like friends with everybody. So, and I, and, but I, I really think it came down to um, wanting to, to meet somebody where they're at, wanting to not put them in a, in a, you know, peg them in a certain place before I even got to talk to them. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had this very unique position on the team where I could interact with about anybody on the team. What was your experience like, Andy? Well, a, a little different. Pete's <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, I want to go back to a comment that that Pete made earlier about having all day to to talk about this. I mean, Ponji sent me a text like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at anything. I literally put on shoes today. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I my experience was 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 vastly different. Um, as far as from a relation or relationship standpoint. I've really only known um, from not so much of, of of other people of color, but from an African American standpoint, or you know, a, a black person, you know, which is just what it's always been. Yeah. Um, I've only really known three <laughs> my my whole life. Um, there was a, a guy that used to kind of hang around with us, you know, in high school. Um, uh, I know his name was Josh, um, but I really don't know much about him except for. You know, we we hung out a few times and we'd crack a bunch of jokes at each other. And it was like, it was cool. It was fine. Cool. You know, yeah. it was it was that. And there was a guy I worked with um, who I would just work beside for a long period of time. And then um, and then obviously you, Ponji. But but here here is I, I think the, the biggest difference is I, I, I was always comfortable, never mm-hmm. had an issue, but it was always in quotes on my turf. And you know what I mean with that is, you know, there is, there's 50, you know, white guys, one black guy. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to feel comfortable because, you know, I'm just with friends and Hey, there's this new guy yeah, and we're going to talk and get to know each other. And, and, and I didn't, I don't, I didn't realize it then, but you know, looking back on a, I I was like, wow, I asked a lot of questions, (laughs) you know, but, but that's a good thing. I I think in, in many ways, but 
I keep thinking, like from your perspective, especially, if you were to take me somewhere where I was the only white guy in the room, I'm probably going to feel uncomfortable. And here's the the weird thing: it's it's not. It, it, I I think it's just because it would be culturally shocking. Shocking. Because it's nothing I've experienced before. I've never been the odd man out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I can go into a, a room full of girls and I'm fine because whatever I you know, a lot of female friends growing up and, and we used to hang out a lot and it, it was never an issue. But the reason I say that I don't think I'd be comfortable is because in my mind, all as I've got is what I've seen, Yep. you know, it's the movies, yeah. you know, yeah. like, so, you know, I've, I've always had this, um, not that I necessarily believe it, but you know, the, the things that run in your mind is like, okay. So if I'm in a group of, uh, of black people, it's going to look like this. Yep. And and I know it's not true, but that's, I mean, it's like seeing a, a, a hot plate or a, a hot burner on a stove. You know, it's hot because at some point you either felt the heat or you, or you know it. Yep. But in this case, it, that's all I know is like, well, I've seen it, but I don't really know what, the, what it's like. So it basically comes down to you don't know what the rules in that situation. Yeah. There, there are so many unwritten rules that you it, it just takes time to understand yeah what or and and i think that comes down to it's not only do you not understand but you care that you don't understand it yeah i, I, I think because I, I i man i i i see the same thing if i walked in a room and there was 20 20 african-americans in there i'd be like Okay, I'm just gonna sit back and just kind of watch. Right. To yeah. And observe. Yeah. And, and how does that come across to everybody? Everybody else. else. Right. The white guys watching us. You know? <laughs> right. But and I think and that's what I mean by being uncomfortable. I don't mean uncomfortable like, mm-hmm. you know, going to the stereotype. They're gonna they're gonna take my wallet. Yeah. You yeah. know, because that I mean, I don't want people to get that impression. Mm-hmm. It's the what's the rules of engagement? Like, yeah. what can I talk about? What can I not talk about? And it's not out of well, I mean, it's just out of respect more, yep. than I think, than anything. It's like, look, I want to talk and get to know to know everybody that I meet. Yeah. But, it, you know, where, where's the where's the no-go zone? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where's the boundaries at? And are there boundaries? But I think that's from, you know, walking in my shoes. I just, I've never experienced it. So it's it's just hard for me to tell. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great insight. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of people don't really think about. Right? And for me, that was what 2020 really made me think about because mm-hmm. – there are a lot of people that will not feel comfortable. Like when I came here, went to a wedding, Marshall County wedding. <laughs> I don't drink, first of all. Strike one. Right? And- Actually, I smell like strike one, two, <laughs> two. maybe three. So, you can't trust you. <laughs> I show up to the wedding and I'm just like, okay, it's me. But then, you know, I'm just, I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, but one thing, one thing with me, like I always try to keep an open mind. Like mm-hmm. if somebody comes to start a conversation, I'm willing to just start a conversation with them. And I think that's what, what a lot of people. Um, and I had this conversation with somebody before. I'm like, and I say that to Jenny too because we went once we were going to Iowa and we stopped in Chicago to grab something, and my antennas went up because mm-hmm. I know everybody else is going to be looking at Jenny. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at her and I'm just gonna I'm like just just walk. Don't try to do like just be yourself and just walk. Um don't do you just don't do you right now. Just just keep just keep walking. 
Um, but you know, like that's that's one of the things that I was telling this person. And I was like, you know, one thing that I've realized about people just in general, when you show up and you show up and you don't have any agenda in mind, mm-hmm. people can sense that. Mm-hmm. And when you come genuinely and you just start speaking to people, it might take time for people to warm up to you, but eventually they're like, oh man, this person is like, he's just here, just trying to hang out. Just Type, but it's fine, right? And I always go back to the story of us in Maryland, and we got in the Uber, and we got put in the wrong place, and <laughs> Jenny steps off the Uber, and she just beelines to this group of people, and I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, <laughs> she's gonna go pray for these people, and the two guys that were with me are two white males, and I was like, oh crap, <laughs> it's me. I'm looking around. I'm like, yep. Everybody's going to be looking. I'm like, all right, just cool. And the guys were like, yo, what is Jenny doing? I'm like, she's going to go pray for that person. On wheelchair. <laughs> and they're like, she's going to what? I'm like, she's going to go pray for that person in the wheelchair. She does that? All? I'm like, that's the thing she does. No, it's Jenny. Jenny. But <laughs> my, my heart was like, oh, <laughs> if this goes south, this is going to go south real fast. So... But the the best part was is she got there, she just started talking to them, and you can just see the mood completely change. They realized that our intentions was not really that she was actually there to come and get with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I always try to tell people. Like, and for me too, like now, like I go into settings, I'm just I'm just like as free spirit as I can be. Because mm-hmm. I don't want people to really feel uncomfortable that way. Even with my friends now, like if they come around, like I'm like, just be yourself. Don't try to be, just be yourself. Understand you, um, because a lot of times we try to hold ourselves back. Like I'm like, no, just you are who you are. There's no way of changing that. If you do that, you never know. You might actually match up with somebody else that is just as crazy as you are. So Which kind of brings us the story. Did you ever hear about when we found out about Ponji? So this is so this kind of goes this kind of goes along with it. And this this is is more of a a dig on myself because I never would have thought in this like realm. Um so we we hear so so we're working at energy and I was doing some classes there. So I'd show up on in the morning when Jenny had clients and Mindy, my wife, you know, was friends with Jenny and said, Oh, Jenny left. Jenny left for um to go visit somebody up in, in Tiffin. I'm like, oh, you know, supposedly he's dating like a coach from up there. I'm like, well, we can figure out who this is. <laughs> so I, okay. So I pull up Tiffin's coach. She goes, you know, she, I think she originally said someone from Heidelberg. I said, okay, well, let's go look at the page. I'm like, let's see. Well, I know it's not this guy. Uh, it, well, it could be three guys. There's, well, there's this guy, uh, Sunday. He's black. It's not going to be him. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, so like, it's like a, it's like a process of elimination. Every oh, sure. single time I see her, I go, Hey, how was Tim last night? And she'd be like, what? I said, okay, it's not Tim. So then like, like two days later, I come and go, Hey, how, how was your visit with Mark? And she's like, okay, it's not, not Mark. And so I'm like, well, maybe And I talked to many. I said, maybe it's Tiffin, not Heidelberg. There's two colors. So you can check. Well, this one, no, this one's married. This one, I hope it's not married. And it is this. And I'm going, I said, there's nobody else on the list. And then she brings Ponji. I'm like, 
Now it makes sense. <laughs> In my mind, I had the blinders on that it had to be a white guy. Right. No, it wasn't. It was Ponji. And yeah. it's been a blessing. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's true because it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. It's like, so... it's funny because there was somebody had a name. He was like saying the names. And he says the name, and it was like a black guy. And I got up and was like, hey, it's like, that's not a black person's name. <laughs> I'm like, that's, but that's just us as humans in our yeah. head. We have that in our head. Back to that's what you know. That's the area that you've been in, right? Uh, you, you know, to, to kind of touch on that. And it's, I mean, it, it, I think those those preconceptions go way further than just race, too. You know, I, I had a phone call. Um, you know, we had COVID the last couple of weeks. So we had, the, the health department called, you know, to tell us how to isolate, you know, three days after we're out of isolation because they're, they're busy too. Right. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, she was talking about, well, make sure you, you, when you talk to your doctor, you tell him this, you tell him that you tell him that. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell her. And he's like, and then a couple of minutes later, she's like, make sure you tell him. I'm like, it's a she like, yeah, like yeah. stop saying like, why is it, well, you know, like he, almost he. every doctor I know anymore is, yeah. is a female. You know, yeah. like everyone that I go ever see anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just funny because people have that built in <laughs> that mm-hmm. this is how things are supposed to go. Yeah. And and it's odd if if there's any deviation from that. Mm-hmm. So kind of start to wrap up here. <laughs> why we only got it actually says FYI, you got 30 minutes max. Those are funny. What is what was your biggest takeaway, you know? On that, and what are some things that you are working on, you know, getting better and doing? With it doesn't really, for me, like for me personally, I feel like, you know, when it comes to what happened in 2020, I looked at it from the perspective of, it's not just necessarily just black folks either. Mm-hmm. There's sure. other other people out there that are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, like for for example, here in this community, right, we had um, people from the Marshall Islands. Mm-hmm. I was always curious during the summer, they're usually out kicking it, playing basketball. Oh, yeah. You can see like there's just few people that have been out there doing it. It hasn't been the same amount of people that come out to do it. But for you guys, what is something that you guys have taken away and what is something that you're trying to make yourself better? You go for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing that I, that I learned in, in 2020, if that's what we're talking about was, look at the other side, you know, look at the other perspective. You know, I started to read and, you know, watch a lot of different documentaries and mm-hmm. there's so many things. And I'm like, I didn't even know this happened, you know, like Tulsa, mm-hmm. you know, back in, what is it like 1930, 31 or something like that. Um, you know, and, and what happened with, with the, the, the race war that, that happened there. And um, just a, a few of the other movies that, that, that came out and it was like, holy crap, there's like this whole other side of history that I really didn't understand or even knew what was out there. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I've taken from that is just to um, always judge your preconceptions. You know, make sure that you're going to challenge what your beliefs are yeah. harder than what you're going to challenge what somebody else's are to, mm-hmm. to ultimately find truth. Oh. I like that one. Knuckles. For those who didn't see that, Knuckles. <laughs> Um, eventually we get on YouTube. <laughs> you get on YouTube. Uh, the budget is kind of thin right now. Nah, I, <laughs> um, I I almost have to sit there and and think that 2020 brought us into this, this idea that I think we should strive to make more friends and not enemies. And I mm-hmm. think you gotta 
do whatever you can to to put yourself in that position. Does that mean it's going to happen every time? No, because uh-huh. there, there's going to be a lot of unwritten things that will, like we were talking about, the unwritten rules in a given uh, set of engagements with somebody. Yeah. You know, you, you never know what it's going to be. You don't know what they're bringing to the equation. You and you know what you're bringing, but you you don't know how that's going to mesh and equal out. So I guess you're. you're goal is to try to make as many friends and as few as enemies as possible. And I think that's, that comes down to understanding yeah. and willing to understand. And, and, uh, when you don't understand, don't put up the barriers. Mm-hmm. And when you think you understand, continue to understand, um, there's, there's never a, a stop in trying to, <laughs> you know, like I said before, when you dip your toe into another person's world, doesn't make you the expert. So, um, that's definitely what I'm striving that's, for. That's pretty good. You summed up almost what I had in my head. Because for me, that's that's what it is. I just continue to challenge myself to um, look at things from both sides of the situation, not just put myself in my shoe, right? Because mm-hmm. really, when it happened, that was my that was my thought. And I had to lean on my faith to help me get me back to, okay, you know what? What we got to do? We got to just look at on your side always is going to look at both sides and for me now i'm just like okay god whatever you want me to do let me not react out of my emotions but actually really sit down and look at things and then make the decision right there are many things that have happened that now i'm I'm sitting back i'm looking at i'm like for example police the relationship between police and i'm always in supportive with the police and everything and i'm always one that you know if anything happens between me and a cop i'm always i'm going to be respectful no matter what mm-hmm. um and i think that's something that a lot of people have taken out of context because we again the only thing you see is what you see um but there's certain places that you can you can go and talk to a police officer and not feel like he's going to try to kill you I've done that many times with people. And once again, it comes down to, are you willing to sit down and actually have a conversation with somebody? Are you willing to be open, actually understand where this person is coming from? You know, and I, I hate to interrupt you. It's, it's, it's getting that time, but you know, you said something that it honestly, it, it struck me right there. And I'm sure it was inadvertently when you said, you know, that I, I make it a point or I'm paraphrasing to go, talk to a police officer without him thinking, you know, or without thinking that he's going to try to kill me. I'm thinking, why would you ever have that thought? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, but that, but that's what's still ingrained in my head, you know, coming up, you know, you know, out of a different area. I I know now that those things are much different. There's a lot different conversations Mm -hmm. that go on between their parents and their children. You know, ours are just don't do anything stupid, (laughs) you know, and you'll be fine. Um, That's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just part of it, and you know, and like and like I said, it's just having that conversation and just being willing, like you said, Pete, to hey, sit down, let's talk. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear where you're coming from, and this is not just this topic, but there's a lot of things. That's what this society these days we're missing. We're not sitting down and having a conversation. You know, just sitting down right now having a conversation with you guys for thirty minutes. It's super encouraging for me because i know that there's still people out there that want to continue to grow and want to learn right and because we're talking to each other we're not yelling at each other exactly and we're listening yeah nothing's been truer right yeah. there yeah that's that's the thing because babies are asleep right now we 
don't want to wake them up. <laughs> Those kids will sleep through anything. I can tell you that. Um, but fellas, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, um, my pleasure. Thanks for coming, and hopefully we can find another topic and we can sit down and we can chat it up. Definitely. It's been a good time, and I appreciate you guys taking your time out of your night, almost a day, to be here. All right, I got out of bedtime and bath time, so this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Same time tomorrow? <laughs> Same time tomorrow. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you, and uh, hopefully we catch you guys sometime next time and find a new topic we can talk about. It. Oh, we can talk about business. Business. There we go. Business. Put Andy in there. Yes. The art, <laughs> the art of the cell. Andy Kramer. Yep. So, all right. It's been real. Live your potential. And everybody go out and live and not just read, but actually live.